let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God. Text I think is really great. I opened up Philippians and read 4:8. When my father lets me know the things that I should think about, ways he'll help me keep the devil out. Whatsoever things are true, think on it. 
Whatsoever things are honest Whatsoever things are just and pure And lovely think on these If it's got a good report Any virtue, any praise That's the place that Jesus wants your mind to be Never wonder a lot more than it should The places that are bad as well as places that are good The Spirit wants to keep our hearts as pure as they can be Open up Philippians and see
signet seal in an earthen vessel as I charged thee? Yes, Master. But, Master, if it please thee, tell me, why did you purchase that land? You have been prophesying all along that Jerusalem and Judah would fall into the hands of Babylon. Now you purchase a piece of land. So shall Judah fall into the hands of Babylon. And I purchased that land so that the people might have faith that we shall come again to this land and possess it as God has promised. It seems an act of folly to me, Master. I am old, Barak. I shall never reap personal benefit from purchasing the Anathoth land. Yet I, I'm trying to inspire others with the blessed hope that God will bring his people again to this land of milk and honey. And he will. God's word never fails. Master, uh, uh, when do you think that, uh, well, I mean... Has the Lord revealed unto thee when thou shalt get out of this prison? The time is fast approaching, Barak. Twice has Babylon besieged Jerusalem. The first time was while Jehoiakim was king. The Babylonians took the temple and palace treasures, remember? Also some of the younger members of the royal family as slaves in the court of Nebuchadnezzar. The second time they took the young king Jehoiakim, along with his mother and officers of his court, now, for the third time, Nebuchadnezzar has come against Jerusalem. For two and a half years, his army has been out there, outside the walls of Jerusalem. Inside, thousands of our people die of hunger and disease. How long, Master? How long? Nebuchadnezzar knows we're without food. Worse yet, without hope. This is the last time. The Babylonians will march against us no more. This is the last time? Yes, Barak. Jerusalem will be taken. Also the king and his officers and royal family. And you, Master? Hmm. I will be left here in prison. When Jerusalem is taken, will Judah continue to be a nation? No, Barak. The end of Judah is at hand. Then Zedekiah is the last king of Judah. The last. David was the first. Zedekiah, the last. What a contrast. Good and evil. Strength and weakness. Success, failure. The true difference, Barak, is David worshipped God. Zedekiah does not. General! Long live the king. King Nebuchadnezzar, king of all the earth. Not yet, General. Someday, yes, but now just king of Babylon. As his majesty says. General, today is the day. Today we enter and take Jerusalem. Is all in readiness for the assault? Yes, your majesty. Though, if I may say so, I doubt if we will encounter much resistance. Inside the walls, thousands have died of hunger and disease. They have no will to fight. But you are ready to fight. Perchance their God comes to their rescue, as he has, I understand, in the past. <laughs> he won't this time, Your Majesty. Their God's representative, he's called the prophet Jeremiah, has been telling the people to surrender to us for years, long before Zedekiah became their king. Well, General, gather your men. Place the towers in the forefront. 
At my command, have them wheel swiftly against the wall. Next, have the battering rams. The stone-throwing machines are already in place, also the archers. The instant the towers touch the wall and the battering rams pierce the walls, have the foot soldiers and lancers rush over and through the walls to... Ready, General? Uh, ready, Your Majesty. All right, let's go. Fallen, Your Majesty. Jerusalem is ours! Are the guards placed around the city that none may escape? That was done immediately, Your Majesty. And, uh, uh, Captain, can you not see that I'm busy talking to our king? If you must see me, wait yonder. Begging the general's pardon, sir, but the news I bear is of great interest to his majesty as well as to the general. What is it, Captain? Long live the king! O king, be it known unto thee that Zedekiah and the royal family, as well as his servants and officers, have already fled Jerusalem. But they can't! How did they manage to escape, Captain? One of the prisoners said that they fled during the night through the king's garden and out by way of a secret passage between the walls. General, assemble the men. Pursue Zedekiah immediately. And the Babylonian army caught up with the fleeing Zedekiah and his entourage in the plains of Jericho. Then did Nebuchadnezzar sit in judgment against them. Zedekiah, I trusted you. I believed you especially when you swore before your God that you would be true to our alliance. But you betrayed me. You tried to form a secret alliance with Egypt and others against me. Well, Zedekiah, this is treason, and I punish treason severely. General, bring the sons of Zedekiah forward. Uh, yes, Your Majesty. Give the order. Uh, yes, Your Majesty. Captain, ready? Hi, sons, no! I'm not going to have you slain, Zedekiah. For you, I have something worse than death. Oh, mercy. General, put out his eyes. No. Then no. bind him in fetters and chains. Take him to Babylon. Zedekiah, in a manner, I am sorry for you. You are the last king of Judah. David was its first. Oh, what a king he was. A man. As for you, you are not worthy to spit upon. A sad ending, wouldn't you say, for a nation that could have been without ending? Take him away, General. Let me look upon him no more. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. 0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. I love you,
Pastor Perez, what are you doing? I'm building a prison for those who don't come to church each week. <laughs> <laughs> Looks more like a doghouse. Yeah, or that. What's on your mind, Miss Hannah? Well, I've been praying a lot lately, just like you suggested. And? And I don't think I'm doing it right. I don't think God is listening. Why do you say that? Nothing has changed. Everything is still the same. Really? Yeah. I still go to school each day, come home, eat supper, play with my little brother for a while, do my homework, say goodnight to my mom, and go to sleep. Then, the next day, I do the very same thing again. Hmm, let's see. I, I may not have added right, but you just mentioned seven answers to prayer right there. I did? Sure. One, you go to school. Millions of kids in this world don't have that opportunity. Two, you come home. In war-torn nations, many kids don't have a real home to come home to. Three, you eat supper. I don't have to tell you about the famines in so many parts of the world. Four, you play with your little brother. He's healthy and strong. That's a true blessing. Five, you do your homework, which means you're learning new things. Six, you say goodnight to your mom. A whole lot of orphans would give anything to be able to do that. And seven, you sleep safe and sound in your comfortable bed. Hannah, that's seven answered prayers right there. Seven wonderful blessings. Wow. I never thought of it that way. You know what, Pastor Perez? Tonight, I'm going to thank God that nothing has changed, that everything is still the same. I think that's a very good idea, Hannah. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Boys and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 5, The Search Begins. Earlier that morning back in Mill Valley, Chris dialed the telephone number for Willie's house. Hello, Mrs. Taylor, may I speak to Willie, he asked. Sammy and I are going to practice the Morse code this afternoon and we wanted him to come too. Oh, Chris, Mrs. Taylor began. She paused to swallow a lump in her throat. He isn't here. You may as well know that Willie and Grandpa didn't come home last night. We are very worried about them. Where are they, he asked. We don't know, she said, swallowing again. They haven't phoned. I'm afraid something happened to them. Mr. Taylor called the police, and so far they have no reports of an accident involving an old black car like Willie's Grandpa drives. Chris was concerned for his friend. Can I do anything? You can pray, Chris, Mrs. Taylor said promptly. You and the other shoebox kids could pray for them, pray that they're safe, and, and that they'll be found soon. We sure will, Mrs. Taylor, Chris said. I'll call Mrs. Shue. She'll want to be praying for Willie, too. Chris made several phone calls right away, and within 30 minutes, all of the shoebox kids were at the church. Mrs. Shue arrived five minutes later. Well, kids, she said as she unlocked the big front door and led the way to the shoebox, this really is something to worry about. But we know that Jesus sends his angels to watch over us, and we know that he loves Willie and his grandpa even more than we do. Maria spoke first. I think we should ask Jesus to have someone find them real soon, like today or tonight. Sammy had been sitting quietly. Now he spoke up. Let's get in a circle and start praying, okay? Each of them prayed earnestly for Willie and his grandpa, asking Jesus to protect them and bring them home safely. 
Now, Dee said when they were ready to leave, call me if you hear anything, Chris. Then I'll call you, Jenny, and you can call Sammy. I'm going home with Chris for a while, Sammy told her. After the goodbyes, Chris and Sammy stood around awkwardly. They felt they should be doing something to find Willie, but they didn't know where to begin or what to do. Let's go practice the code, Chris finally said. The boys were working hard on their buzzers when the doorbell rang. Chris, Maria called, it's Ryan. We're in the kitchen, Ryan, Chris called. Ryan lived next door, and he was one of Chris's best friends. He visited the shoebox once in a while, so he knew Sammy. Maria shrugged. If you can stand the noise, go on in, she said. Ryan stood in the kitchen doorway for a moment, then put his hands over his ears. What are you guys doing? Playing with plastic pails? Come on, let's go play baseball or something. Chris and Sammy looked at each other. They didn't quite know what to say. Willie is missing, Chris finally blurted out. He explained what they knew. And these are butter tub transmitters. We're learning Morse code. Ryan stared closely at the butter tubs, then pushed the buzzer on Chris's. I still say it's boring. Come on, let's go do something. No way, Chris answered. I want to learn Morse code. Besides, we're waiting to hear about Willie. Willie's mom is going to call here if she finds out where they are. Ryan nodded. I understand that, but I don't understand this code stuff. I'd rather go out and do something to help find them. See you later. After Ryan left, Sammy asked, I'd rather go out and do something too, but what could we do? Just then, Mr. Vargas walked into the kitchen. Hi, Dad, Chris exclaimed. Did you hear about Willie and his grandpa? Wait a minute. What are you doing home in the middle of the day? Your mom called me at work to tell me about Willie, he said. I knew you'd be worried, so I came home to see what we could do. Can we do something? Sammy asked, jumping up. Well, how would you boys like to go help in the search? Mr. Vargas asked. Can we? Both boys shouted at once. Well, he answered, you guys make some sandwiches in case we miss supper, and I'll call Sammy's parents for permission to go with us. Maria will probably want to go, too. Before long, the boys were waiting in the back seat of the car along with their bag of sandwiches. Come on, come on, come on, Chris muttered as they waited. Finally, his dad came out. While they waited for Maria, Mr. Vargas told the boys about the searching efforts already being done. Willie's dad has been searching along the highway today. The state police and the county sheriff have also been notified and are keeping an eye out for them. Even small plane owners at the Mill Valley Airport have been asked to help. Wow, Chris said. Somebody should find them pretty soon with all those people looking. Oh, that's not all, Mr. Vargas said. Mr. and Mrs. Shue are going out to search this afternoon also. I think Dee Dee and Jenny are going with them. They'll go on some of the back roads in the hills just in case Willie and his grandpa decide to go roaming the hills and their car broke down. Well, let's go, Chris urged. He leaned out the window and shouted, Maria, hurry up, let's go. As they backed down the driveway, Chris noticed a small, boxy-looking black thing with push buttons on it in the front seat. What's that, he asked. A CB radio, Mr. Vargas replied. The sheriff's department is supplying them to the searchers. We need to stay in contact with each other. If one of us finds them, we need to let the other searchers know. Great idea, Chris said. Shouldn't we pray before we go, Sammy quietly suggested. Good thinking, Mr. Vargas said. He pulled over to the side of the road. Would you like to pray for us, Sammy? Sammy bowed his head and prayed for Willie and his grandpa and asked Jesus to direct the searchers. As they drove toward the edge of town, Maria asked, Where are we going, Dad? This road doesn't go to the freeway. No, Mr. Vargas replied. We're going on an old road, one that isn't used much anymore. It used to be the only road between Mill Valley and the city. I don't think they'd come that way, but we want to check just in case. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 8, The Rock Slide Rescue. 
Written by Sandy Zaug, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. Kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.